I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilize the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the RHS Gardening Podcast recorded at the biggest annual flower show on earth held each July in the magnificent grounds of Hampton Court Palace. I'm Catherine Potsides, the Head of Shows Development for the RHS. I've been visiting the park over the last few weeks and I've watched these grounds transform from parkland inhabited by only a few deer to a wonderland of colour, scent and excitement as the show gardens and exhibitors prepare their displays. This year's show is more exciting than ever. There are gardens by iconic designers, brand new lifestyle gardens featuring inspirational ideas for outdoor living from emerging talent. There's an ambitious collaboration between the RHS, one of the BBC's flagship TV programmes and award-winning plant nurseries from around the world. It's a sun-drenched feast for the senses and the air is full of excitement. Each time I walk through the show, a different aspect catches my eye. There are some amazing things to see here. And three of my favourite things are the Evolve Dome, the BBC Country Farm Garden that we'll hear a bit more about, and Pete Udolf's amazing, iconic horticultural heroes planted feature backing onto the palace. My name is Pete Udolf. Over the years, I was inspired by English gardens. Uh, Dixter, all the big houses, Sissinghurst, and uh, in nature, I was became inspired by the beauty of wild areas. So I started to use grasses in my design and also put plants in on a spontaneous way instead of just in groups. And that was the start of a whole new idea of gardening or new way of looking at gardens. Looks sort of uh, spontaneous, semi-wild but only the plants are not wild. So the plants are cultivated plants that look, uh, by the arrangement, lush and naturalistic, natural. Uh, but if you look at the individual plant, like the stagus or, or the achillea or the astilbe, the erinchium, they're all plants that we know in gardens. In my work, I like to reach people, as that's why I like to work in public space, that people can see what I do and um, take what I want from it. It's good to see that people like my work and that stimulates me in my work and to go on with my work. I'm Gemma Lake. I'm the Hampton Court Palace Flower Show show manager. So this year we've got loads of really exciting highlights. Uh, we have several features. We've got a community garden feature. Community gardening is a big theme this year. We really want to um, spread the word that gardening is for everyone, for all ages, for all backgrounds. It doesn't matter who you are, you can garden. And it's a great way of sorting out social issues. It's great for your well-being. It's great for your health. It's great um, to get people out of isolation 
population um, and also it's a great way of greening up urban areas and, and residential areas as well. The community garden is being made by John Wheatley who is a Britain in Bloom judge, also he's an RHS councillor. It's got lots of nice different aspects, it's looking at things like production, growing of vegetables and flowers but also at um, environmental issues, um, we've got a bit of an urban forest in there, we've got wormeries, we're also in that garden looking at the issue of recycling and what you can do with your bits of rubbish so we've got some nice things that have been made by community groups and sculptural elements as well that just highlight what can be done with with your rubbish. Hello my name is John Wheatley. Community gardening with the RHS focuses very much on people involvement first. People from all ranges of society meeting together to celebrate the values of gardening through health, production of food and sheer enjoyment of just growing flowers. Where possible we like to involve children and young people as much as possible and I came into horticulture myself being introduced by my grandfather into it and we'd encourage every parent and grandparent to get their youngsters involved as much as possible because the real fun of growing plants, the real outcomes is a great inspiration to most gardeners nowadays and if you looked at all the top garden designers you'll probably find that they all started out by being introduced very early to sowing a packet of seeds. So another great feature we've got at the show is our evolution dome. We're looking at how plants got onto earth as we know them today. So I don't know if you know, but plants originally came from being single-celled organisms in the ocean and they kind of encroached out of the ocean onto land and then evolved into multi-cell organisms um, and just kept evolving over millions and millions and millions of years. And we're trying to condense that into our dome um, and we go through from that kind of mossy beginnings um, through tree ferns and the first sporing plants then into the first seeded plants the first flowering trees like magnolia grandiflora and then out through into an explosion of flowering plants that we know and love today Food has been a big theme in this year's show. The Dig-In Theatre is staging amazing talks and demonstrations throughout the week and it's next door to an innovative Grow Your Own Garden designed for the Raymond Blanc Gardening School. My name is Raymond Blanc. I'm uh, the chef patron of Belmont Le Manoir Quatre Saisons. Okay, I love gardens because uh, from the age of six I would help my papa uh, to do the garden where a working class family, not a rich working class family, but a poor working class family, and we grew all the food we ate from the garden or from the forest. Okay, so I really learned at a very early age the importance of food, the importance of the soil, the importance of varietals, the importance of growing food. It's about celebration, it's about a family, society, creating a proper community. And for me, food has always been the heart of it. Obviously, we are here for a very specific reason. So I just grow your own gardens, a magnificent garden which is effectively a reflection of a totally integrated ecosystem where you have bees, you've got all the herbs, the, the flowers, the plants, and they all work with each other. And you can see the bees and the butterflies and the dragonflies everywhere feasting on this beautiful ecosystem, which is totally pure. It is um, so crucial that we grow more of our food. Why should we import 70% of our food and only, only grow 30%? That should be the reverse. We should 
grow 70%. And now we have the climate, we have the skill, we have the varieties. So it's up to us to reinvent those local values. The RHS Hampton Court Palace Flower Show runs until the 8th of July. There's still a few tickets available, so why not come and visit this floral spectacular? It's a brilliant day out for all ages. You can find links to details about the show and how to buy tickets on our programme page, which is rhs.org.uk forward slash podcast. If you can't make it this week, why not join us at the RHS Flower Show in Tatton Park from the 18th to the 22nd of July? At Tatton Park, there's a chance for you to be part of this podcast. On RHS Members' Day, Wednesday the 18th of July, we'll be recording a live question and answer session with well-known gardening experts. If you can't be there in person, why not submit your questions via social media using the hashtag RHSTatton. And remember, if you're an RHS member, tickets are cheaper and you get priority access to all of our flower shows. One of the gardens attracting the most visitor attention this year is the BBC Country File Garden. Designed by Anne-Marie Powell, the garden draws inspiration from the incredible diversity of landscapes, plants, people and wildlife to be found in the British Isles. We spoke to the team to learn more. Hello, I'm Guy Barter. We asked over 2,000 people what they did in their gardens to support wildlife. And two-thirds of them actually said they did do something, which suggests that uh, we're all wildlife gardeners now. Here at the Royal Horticultural Society Hampton Court Flower Show, uh, we've actually been working with BBC Country File to make a, a wildlife garden that's been made by leading uh, garden designer Anne-Marie Powell. And she's put in a really remarkable garden that consists of a rill which is a little stream that a little brook a little trickle of water that runs through her garden into a large muddy natural pond and um, the muddy natural pond reflects light nicely because it's muddy and supports lots of uh, water lilies and other plants and certainly this year it's so hot this is definitely the year to have water features in your garden also, very cunningly, quite remarkably, uh, she's, made, she's had the ground landscape with the aid of a bulldozer. So there's a small hill in the middle of it, and that hill is beautifully planted with uh, wildlife plants that are often found on hillsides in Britain. Lots of tree, native trees and shrubs. But then, because garden flowers are also very effective for later in the summer when most wildflowers of the native to Britain give, have given over flowering. She's also put in her trademark herbaceous borders as well, which are full of flowers. So she's shown what constitutes a wildlife garden. Um, she said she was going to have stepping stones to me last week, but when I came today, there's great big boulders. Um, so it's really quite dramatic. I never expected boulders, but even boulders have their place because underneath the shade and against them is where the aquatic insects and their prey and their predators lurk so it gives lots of edge effect and edge effect is very important in in any pond so if you can uh, have an island or make it a curved shape rather than just a circle or a square so much the better I'm Anne-Marie Powell and I'm designing the 30th anniversary garden for Countryfile for the BBC. At Hampton Court it has been blistering hot for the whole of our build, two and a half weeks. Our garden has been spectacularly huge actually. So the space is 30 metres by 20 metres and it's Countryfile which is a huge honour. It's the nation's favourite Sunday afternoon television programme and the garden really had to reflect 
their viewers, to be honest. So it's all about plants, pollinators and people, really. I wanted to set the garden as a kind of everyman space. So no matter if you lived right in the top end of Scotland or in Ireland, there was something here that you would enjoy. So we take you through a journey of an imaginary British landscape all on the doorstep of a farmer's field. I've used the RHS hub here as um, the farmer's house and his wife has been on a garden design course and has started to plant from the RHS plant for pollinators list a lot of plants to which she wants to attract the wildlife into her garden that she sees in the landscape on her doorstep. So she has a bridge that goes through into that space and the fence has tumbled down, a beautiful stream just lies at the edge of it and we wander over the bridge into a landscape that's completely filled with native plants. So we step through a giant's causeway, which has literally been carved up to reach the highest point of the garden, which is Scotland. And here we're about two metres above the rest of the space. So you really do feel like a bit of a giant. And standing in the Hampton Court showground, it's a lovely space to admire everything else that's going on around you and the spectacular trees that dot this landscape. Up there we've got lots of different stones, gabbro boulders and some sublime stone stun lounges surrounded by lots and lots of heathers which have been buzzing this week with lots of bees and butterflies. From here you go through the higher sort of moory areas of Yorkshire, there's Yorkstone here and lots of indigenous native Yorkshire plants going through some borage down through a beach woodland. Now this is a really lovely space. I've enjoyed it very much this build week where we've had not a spot of rain because it's the only cool shady part of the garden. There wasn't a lot of planting to do there which was very, very welcome in a garden that contains 12,000 plants. And um, it's very, very tranquil, fallen branches and moss around you along with a lot of leaf litter which has that squelchy, lovely feeling underfoot. You're taken then through to a large pond area where we've had already got um, water um, bugs that have moved into the space and um, big, huge boulders to traverse the area. There, there's the Queen of the Dead, a huge, great willow tree with a gigantic Sambucus elder, which just is growing from the heartwood of the tree. At the edge of all this, you couldn't have a countryfile garden without having a barley field complete with tractor. So, and that is the celebration of the Countryfile Garden in all of its forms. And I really hope that you will enjoy it, whether you get to the show or via these podcasts or looking at the RHS online and BBC coverage, of course, on the television. No visit to a flower show would be complete without some retail therapy. The show is packed with tempting gourmet food, gardening accessories and, of course, the floral marquee. We've got the best nurseries from around the world vying for your attention. So pick up a plant for your own garden. There's something there to fulfil every person's plant passion. Hi, I'm Rob Gudd from Desert to Jungle from Taunton in Somerset. We grow hardy exotics, so from the sunny side sort of things like bananas and cannas, um, gingers all kinds of interesting things for the jungle and also exotic woodland stuff. So things like tree ferns, ferns, um, pseudopanaks. They're kind of as easy or difficult as you want to make it. You can have a garden with exotics very easily and have stuff that's completely hardy and easy to care for. And the more you get into it, the more difficult it can get. So I think the more exotic you want it to look, the harder it tends to get and the more work and time you sort of have to put into it. 
I think if you're, if you're doing an exotic garden, it tends to mostly be about foliage types and contrast. So if you're going to put colour in it, it wants to be really, really bold. So we tend to use canners. There's a row in front of me which is a bright yellow, really bright yellow. So they want to be yellows, reds, um, something that really sort of punches you in the face. You can't go subtle if you're doing a jungle theme. Hi, I'm Vicky Meads. I own New Forest Hosters and I obviously grow hosters passionate about them have lots of lovely new varieties i have over 500 varieties for sale um, from the giant to the very tiniest of hostas um, which are extremely popular at the moment and the more pest resistant ones are really really popular at the moment as well I try to select varieties now that are a lot more pest resistant. The ones with the thicker substance leaves are always a lot better. There is lots that are very good. You've got things like praying hands to hands up, Catherine. Uh, you've got touch of class, June, dinner jacket. Oh, they go from all colours. Um, all lovely different colours of variations of green and to the beautiful hues of the blues. Well, you're getting some now with beautiful fragrance. Guacamole has an absolutely exquisite fragrance. And the flowers, I actually really enjoy them. And I get so many people coming to me and actually saying, do they flower? And I'm like, oh, yes, they do. Most people cut them off, but I enjoy them. And I think it is an added bonus. And um, they're definitely, I think it's becoming more and more important, the bloom and um, trying to get fragrance in them. Hampshire carnivorous plants have been selected as this year's master grower for Hampton Court. Our RHS master grower programme works with nurseries who come to our shows to demonstrate the skill and dedication and passion required to grow amazing plants. This year at Hampton Court, we've got master grower Matthew Soper from Hampshire Carnivorous Plants showing us all about his experience in nurturing these incredible carnivorous plants. I've been growing the plants for about 35 years now. Started with a Venus flytrap when I was about six or seven, and it only lasted a couple of weeks and I killed it. But then I kept growing them and I've been growing them you know, ever since. We breed a lot of these varieties ourselves now. Well, they're on here is mainly North American pitcher plants, Saracenia. And some of the plants on here are in excess of 20 years old, so there's some really big specimen plants. Uh, we're doing a trial on a nursery with these plants, and they're proven to be extremely hardy. We've been growing all species and hybrids outside for the last three years, and we haven't lost any of them. So they're really, really good plants to have outside in a peat bog garden. These plants have adapted to capture insects because they grow in virtually nutrient-free peat. So if you want to grow them, you've got to get yourself a container which is completely sealed, fill it with Irish moss peat, or the equivalent, and plant them into that so they're always very, very wet. They grow in peat bogs. And the reason for this is completely inert, there's no goodness in that peat, and then they rely on insects which come to the plant, that's where they get their food from. They're fantastic, they're beautiful. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. The RHS Hampton Court Palace Flower Show continues until the 8th of July, so there's still time to get some tickets and come and explore this fabulous event. Until the next time, from me, Catherine Potts-Cedes, and all the podcast team, goodbye and enjoy the sun.
I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilize the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Discover the beauty of an RHS membership all year round. Save 25% off an RHS membership today when paying by direct debit. Prices start at just £55.50. With a membership, you'll gain access to an array of special events at our gardens all year round. Be the first to know about RHS flower shows and get exclusive member-only days plus reduced-rate tickets. And you'll have the chance to enhance your gardening know-how with access to free expert garden advice, monthly editions of The Garden magazine, and so much more. Terms and conditions apply.